And the weekend is done, and we are back with the next With Lime podcast. I'm your host, Paulie G. You can find me at listen to Paulie G, P A U L I E G, on Twitter. And with me, a special guest today is Oscar Vieira. And Oscar, I will let you introduce yourself because you've got quite a range of um, of abilities, I guess, that's pertinent to to the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, and everything around that. Hey, thanks for having me on, Paul. Um, good evening. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a news background as a cameraman. Um, and even though I'm freelance now and have my own sort of production business, I still work in news sporadically. And funnily enough, um, I did the first story in Australia on coronavirus wow. with Daniel Sutton at Channel 10 um, on the weekend. Uh, where we spoke to Professor McIntyre, who's a infectious disease specialist. She, you've probably seen her on the news um, a few times. And yeah. uh, and very early on, I think Dan got that story out of the New York Times and we ran the story locally. And uh, at that point, it seemed like we were on, uh, on top of things. In the week after that, mm. we uh, quarantined people into Christmas Island, which I know the government copped a bit of grief about, but it was the right thing to do. Um, and it was called xenophobic and all those things, and I thought that was a bit poor from some people. Um, yeah. And uh, then uh, the cruise ship people from Japan, we then, they then went to Darwin into quarantine, and we seem to be going very strong, banning flights from Wuhan and then China in general. And then for me it seemed like they took the foot off the brakes in between that period and probably the last two weeks where we've seen much stronger action and we've seen the numbers really slow. I mean, I just looked at the numbers before in terms of uh, infection rates and today we're at 2.5% increase. Um, And that number may not mean anything to anyone right now, but just to to put that um, in perspective, we were were heading for, um, I think by today they were at our peak when we had our biggest rise, we were heading for 31,000 cases by today and I think we're just under 6,000 at the moment. I think um, it's the first day the percentages have actually decreased. Yeah, it's great. What, yeah, and even our testing rates, which have gone up, the other the other thing to be aware of is the numbers um, worldwide, the accuracy of them is very difficult to to ascertain. But in Australia, we, we're testing quite heavily, which is great one of the highest in the world if not the highest mm. but the other but the other thing is within that testing is the number of positives um, the number of positives in Australia are still very very low it's 1.9% uh, overall so for every 100 tests there's only really just under two cases um, if you compare that to places like Italy uh, America even the UK like I think America was at 55% I haven't checked the numbers lately that was a few days ago. I think that they were at fifty-five percent positive. Wow. Um, Italy um, was in the mid to late thirties, I believe. So what you can say to that is that our number of five thousand six hundred, whatever it stands at at the moment, five six eight nine, is probably a much more accurate number than what most of the world has. Because they simply can't test everybody. Well, we're talking about. I mean, the the things that some of the experts I've spoken to, both on camera and off camera, are 
We're very lucky. The thing that uh, Sydney siders and Melbourneites have probably complained about a lot in terms of urban sprawl is really a really effective way of uh, of not spreading the disease in reality. Because you see where all the major, um, let's say, epicenters are. Mm. I mean, even if you take an epicenter within Sydney, in uh, Waverley and uh, places near the beaches, which are very very heavily populated, and yeah. um, and the people per square kilometre is very, very high. Um, and then you look at, obviously, Wuhan, China, which is very... All of their cities are very heavily, heavily populated. You go to the States in New York. I mean, Manhattan Island yeah. is one of the most densely populated places in the world. You go to London, again, that's in a very populated area. You go to Milan in Italy. It's very densely populated. People, people living, living on top, on top, of, top each of each other. other. Yeah. And, and the way you can really see that is on the cruise ships. Yeah. It's a, effectively, it's a it's that in overdrive. You've got metal surfaces everywhere, yeah. so people are coughing and splattering on metal surfaces. The disease is staying there for days on end. Um, it's we're very lucky that in Sydney and Melbourne, where we're quite spread out. That's really helping us, and because we're quite spread out, that means the vi- what they call the viral load uh, when people are getting infected is quite low. So people aren't getting a huge dose of the disease when they first get it, generally. Yeah. So that means that there's less cells multiplying within people's yeah. bodies, so it's a better spot do, to start. Do you think, I mean, you know, we're calling this sort of either COVID-19 or, or coronavirus, but realistically it's SARS-2 is sort of the, the, the more correct term for it. And SARS-1, the warmer weather seemed to... Um, you know, evaporate the virus. Do you think the fact that we're a warmer climate, at least at this time of year, is affecting the lack, the, the spread, or do you think it's more just the fact that we are um, distanced uh, more than most countries? I think there's several things you need to. It's not just the spread. There are many other other things. I mean, mm. uh, there's also some cultural factors within that. Uh, Australians generally, at times of crisis, are quite cooperative. Yeah. Um, so even though we've seen some disappointing scenes of, in Bondi and uh, even Manly recently, um, I've heard that uh, I've heard that a lot of my friends. I grew up in Cronulla, so even there, people still sort of congregating, which is disappointing. Uh, but generally speaking, I feel like Australians have um, heeded the warnings pretty well. Yeah. And and I think um, I think that like it's like uh, Brad Hazard who's uh, going to cop a lot of grief in the next week or so because of the handling of the Ruby Princess. Mm. But to be honest, from a very early time, the state government's message has been quite consistent about washing your hands, not touching yeah. your face, not shaking hands. It's been they've been very good on that. So I think I think that they've. Um, Generally, had a good message, especially from a state level, and yeah. um, New South Wales and, and Victoria have been very strong. They have, and I feel like perhaps federally they were, like I said, strong at the beginning, weak in the middle, and then in the last two weeks been very strong. Mm. But I think people are listening. I do believe that. Absolutely. And, um, and I think that uh, I think that yeah, if you look at uh, the Italian culture, um, very uncomfortable cooperative it's the reason they've got so many amazing artists same with the french they're very they don't like to be told what to do they're very affectionate very touchy it's i don't think that that's could um, spread before they even realize what the problem is yeah and 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 the other thing you have to realize with the weather thing 
there's really not very strong evidence to suggest yeah, right. that the weather is going to play a huge role. There's been, in the labs, I believe they found a slight um, decrease in numbers when it got warmer, but I don't believe that it's um, it's anything. Uh, uh, from what I, I heard it from, a, I read it from a Harvard article that that they don't think that it's it's a uh, it's a huge factor. If it is, it's quite a negligible factor, if anything. Well, then I guess the question would then be, you know, we're in lockdown. How long is it going to last? Are we going to be affected by our winter, our regular flu? Or do you think, you know, around June we could expect to be past the worst of it and, and maybe the lockdown um, eases? Well, I saw something from uh, my the university I went to, Sydney Uni, and they, they were predicting in two weeks would be our peak. Okay. Um, which would be great. Yeah. Um, but we don't, I just, yeah, I think like a lot of the projections, like I told you earlier, at this stage, if we had kept going how we were projected to go, based on the numbers, I think we would have been at 31,000 yeah, cases. we couldn't have coped. The hospital system then, wouldn't have coped. And then by the end of the month, we would have been at uh, 300,000. Wow. Um, so, which is where the US it, is. Yeah, well, I mean, the problem, like I said to you, the US number is probably a lot higher. Mm. Uh the Italian number is definitely a lot higher. Mm. Um, and, and when you get to those numbers that Italy and the US are facing, and uh, and the other thing about the US is, you know, they're a very capitalist country. They believe, you know, they're trying to keep the economy going. Yeah. And that's probably hurting them as well. You see the flight map over the US, just little yellow planes all over the place. And then mm. you look at Australia and there is barely a plane in the air. No. Um so, like, some people are getting on planes, spreading it all over the country. It's, it's very. Con- I'm very concerned for the US. Um, Me too. And I think, and you know, there's greater concerns down the line, um, political concerns after this is all over. But realistically, I think um, I'm I'm hopeful that this isn't going to be as bad as what everyone is predicting. Mm. I think definitely in Australia, we've got a lot of uh, natural land barriers which are going to help. Um, we've seemed to have got it under control, but I hope people don't get complacent and think that, well, the, oh, these numbers are moving quickly and we can just go that about was our my lives next, normally. That was my next question, is that will now complacency roll in? We know, you know, back in 99 with the whole Y2K bug, a lot of specialists spent a lot of time um, fixing those bugs and they fixed it. And then everyone just said, oh, it, it was a hoax, it never happened, rather than, no, we identified the problem took steps to rectify the problem and solved it before it happened and now everyone thinks it's hoax. Well, the same thing happened here. Oh, we've they've got a new numbers. We don't need to worry and people start doing things that aren't smart and, and, and um, spreads again. I hope again. people aren't that stupid, but some people are. Um, <laughs> all you need to do is watch uh, coming out of the major hospitals out of uh, New York and Milan, um, body bag, uh, mm. after body bag being wheeled out, to be put in a temporary uh, cool room, effectively. Yeah. I mean, this is serious. They don't have enough there walks. Are, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people dying. Yeah. Um, and we're about to see in the next two weeks in the US something quite uh, deeply disturbing of how many people are going to die there. So I just... Uh, yeah, I, I, I get quite annoyed when people... Um, try and make this out like this is some sort of conspiracy theory or yeah, all those 5G... It's irresponsible. 5G conspiracy theories. I mean, it's just complete nonsense. Um, yeah. 
it's um and it's concerning uh you know I, my wife's pregnant i've got two young kids they've been pretty much in isolation now for three weeks yeah Fairly which isn't easy <laughs> have kids yeah, just that pretty age. much yeah and it's just it's yeah I, I hope people aren't that silly yeah um and so the the way forward what what what's your sort of predictions what's your recommendations from what you've heard and who you've spoken to the experts in the fields yeah so just i'm just relaying really what experts have said because i'm no expert but um but i think more of the same i think we've just got to keep doing the same thing i mean i personally would have preferred a a total lockdown early yeah uh, to give uh both our financial markets and uh, people a common sort of goal. I think what New Zealand's done is probably better. Yeah. Say we're locking down for a month. Um, then we could have just said, the in terms of a stimulus package, the government could have just said we're just guaranteeing everyone's wages for a month yeah. and then reassess at the end of that month. Um, so, but now that we're doing the, the, the policy that we're currently doing, I think we just ride that through. Hopefully it... Um, then sooner rather than later, you know, I was told last week by my wife's obstetrician that I may not be able to be in my uh, yeah. son's, um, well, my son that's coming on June the 21st, I may not be able to be in the delivery room. So I'm hoping wow. that this uh, this wraps up quicker in terms of uh, that we're able to sort of get back to some minor Seems uh, astonishing to think that, that that could happen to that extent. Yeah, well, I think it's he, he was saying it was likely. So wow. I just hope that, yeah, I mean, things aren't going to get back to normal for a long time. People no. need to realise that. The vaccine's not going to be here until the end of the year at, a, at, at best. the earliest. At best. Um, and there are, there's a, there's, there's some drugs that are promising that will help treat, but really we, we don't want people to get this. Like, that's the thing. Treatment's yeah, one I thing. I know a couple of people that have got it, been through it. I'm hoping to maybe get one of them on the, on the show at some point. Mm. Um, and, yeah, not fun. One of them in hospital for days and the other one, you know, fit, healthy young man and one of the worst things he's ever experienced. So, and they're two that have survived it. Yeah. So, well, anyway, we hope, I mean, today's numbers were good. I think the last time I checked was at one, how many are we at today? Let me just have a quick look here. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, you know, it's, it's ever, ever climbing, but, but the percentage is lower today than it has been and, and as people listen to this in the next couple of days I'm, I'm, we're hoping that it's you know we continue that downward trend or flattening the curve which what people would have heard uh, over and over Oscar this is a great chat we're, we're, we're sort of reaching end of today's show but it'd be good to get you on again in a week or two maybe sort of touch base and see uh, what's changed what else you've heard out there um, where can people find you if they were interested in you know getting involved in um, or in some, some of the services you, you provide from media perspective, television perspective, etc. Yeah, um, so I'm cameraman by trade. I was originally a, a scientist at Sydney Uni, but I uh, decided to stay in TV. Uh, and uh, what I'm specialising in at the moment is uh, we shoot a lot of production. Uh, we're doing a bit of live streaming at the moment, which is quite popular because people... Um, Unfortunately, are not able to uh, connect with their audiences or their or their employees or people they're trying to reach. We did yeah. one um, actually on Saturday a live cook with um, Hayden Quinn, who's going to be on MasterChef this year. Gee, that's a great idea. Some um, 
cooking classes, I think we were talking about taking a cooking class while this is going. Yeah, well, you can check out Hayden's Cook on Saturday. He did something very hearty and warm. He was within his house. We had uh, three or four cameras. We had uh, some uh, pre-rolled vision from his MasterChef time and from the show that we shot together, actually. It was called Taste of Australia with Hayden Quinn. It's on 4 o'clock on 10 on Saturdays. It's just a cooking show traveling around Australia, seeing all the pretty bits. So, yeah. but yeah, that's pretty much me. And I'm uh, my company is uh, sarcoproductions.com.au. You can see it all there. Sarco Productions. How do you spell yeah. that first name? Uh, Z A R C O, and then Productions go. normally spelled .com.au. Check it out, Oscar Vieira. Thank you so much. Of course, I'm Paulie G. You can find me on Twitter at Listen to Paulie G. P A U L I E G. And hopefully, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks with the curve further flattening. Yeah, we hope so. Yeah. That's the hope. Thanks very much. And you can listen uh, each weekday with the With Lime podcast now on iTunes and Spotify. So subscribe and um, listen in. And we'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to cross into Austria with someone who's uh, lived through the quarantine and um, actually still in um, self-imposed isolation now, making it home. Hear about her amazing journey from Central America to get back to Europe um, through this crisis. Bye for now.